first and foremost to reach out to you, your audience, man. I'm, I feel, you know, honored to be able to introduce myself and be in front of them, man. Thank you. Hey, man, you I feel saying? honored to have you on the show, man. You the legend, you know what I'm saying? It's on like that. Come on. Don't believe we ain't going like that. We're always going to be here. We did. Every Puff Daddy gave the publishing back. Whoop-de-doo. What's it worth? What was it worth 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and what's it worth now? What did he give you back? I'm telling you, he gave me mine back a long time ago. I was the first person he called. He said, Mark, I want you to be the first person that noticed I'm giving all my artists back their publishing, which is equivalent to giving back your girlfriend after he done poked her in the booty and raped her and did everything that he got all of the worth out. It's like a spider went in and sucked all of the, the, the insides out of it and then give it back. Okay, so Mark Curry, the legend. Yeah. Uh, I just want to list off some of the um, songs that, to my knowledge, that you were a part of, that you wrote, you know what I'm saying? Uh, back in the day, um, you and Diddy were y'all were y'all kind of partners, or were you signed to to Bad Boy? I I was signed to Bad Boy, you know, but m- more than before, I was signed to Bad Boy. Diddy was a friend of just a, a, like a a friend of our circle. Okay, okay. You know, so he was always a good friend of the circle. So you know, okay, and eventually he wanted to sign me to Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. But when he wanted to sign me to Bad Boy, you know, that it was a good thing. But that's just when he signed me to Bad Boy, I was signed to Bad Boy through the friends. That was the circle of friends of mine was from California. Right. So, so he started the imprint he, and then brought you on. Now, nah, what he did was he was like, I, I want to be cool with these dudes over here. So in order to be cool with these dudes over here, let me go ahead on and get an artist and their crew, and then let me get their artists going. So then now I have business with that crew. So then now, you know, I have a way to, you know, I got an artist that's signed to him. You know, it's uh-huh. like having an artist that's signed in the WAC, that's signed to WAC 100 or somebody. Right. Or, or a, big, uh, a big U or somebody like that. Or Block Entertainment. Or... or Big John out of New York. That every every artist that was kind of like signed to that label sometimes, not all, mm-hmm. was always signed to a, a, a another label first. So you had a production deal. Ah, uh, okay. Then Puff would buy that production deal from whoever owned that production company. He'll probably do an agreement with them, and then you fall under the guidelines of that agreement. Ah, so it was like you had two deals. So two different people were eating out your pocket. Right. It's two people. And actually, it's going to be three because what happens when when you get ready to go to discuss your personal business with the label, or it might be Atlantic or Universal or something like that. Right. They'll tell you that you need to handle your business with Bad Boy. So it's like a way to send you for a, sp- a, a, a little loop. You'd be like, well... I want to know what's going on with my album. They'd be like, well, you need to talk to Puff. And then you'd be like, I right, well, you know, I don't understand. And they got to deal with Puff. And then you got to deal with Puff. Uh, so it's like a third man, situ- a middle man situation. So it's always been it some little wonky middle. stuff going on over there. Let's let's get to the, to the current man. thing. So you released a video, or I think it was a live stream 
after the news came out that Diddy was, or Brother Love, or whatever he called himself these days, was um, giving all his old artists back their publishing. And so he you, was you had a lot to say about it. Old artists back their old publishing. Yeah, their <laughs> old publishing. Yeah, they old publishing. Yeah, and it's I saw uh, yeah, I saw one of the members of the Locks. I can't remember which one it was, but he was kind of happy about getting getting the the publishing back. But you you wasn't you wasn't kind of buying into the hype. So just yeah, for my I, audience that didn't see your live, like what 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 do you think about the reason why he gave it back, and if it even matters right now? Right. <clears throat> the smoke in the mirrors may be, you understand, when he's saying that he turned down a, a, a nine-figure deal and then instead of taking the nine-figure deal, he gave all the artists back their money. So we all know nine figures is about $100,000. So let's mm -hmm. say it's $100, 100, million. 100 million. So what they say is he turned down $100 million to give the artists, give the artists back the publishing when it seemed like it would have been better for him to take the hundred million and break the hundred million down and give fifty artists two point five million mm. or something like that. Mm. So it it was other so that means like damn if they was really oh hey, if they was offering you a nine figure uh, a deal and you didn't take the deal and then instead of giving the publishing back you should have gave some money out. That's right. what I felt. You know, nobody wants no old publishing. Nobody wants to take this publishing that's worth um a hundred million dollars and now you got to go figure out what portion of it is yours you know that's like too much work you know let's let's make it simple you get the deal and just give us the money okay so you that's think so you think he just totally kind of lying about that deal that he turned down and he just I, wanted to I kinda, gain some favor gain some favor in the media when he got his new album coming out and he like okay I'll just give them this publishing that's not really worth as much as it maybe used to be right well you know he he is just waiting on the opportunity to come out to look like the good guy cuz he got an album coming out he got a lot of things going on in the media right now as far as the deal he got with uh, Deliego, whatever his name is, with the Ciroc brand. But, you know, I, with my, my point, and people always be like, yo, Mark, you, you sound like you, you hurt. And I be like, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt at all. But right. what I'm saying is complaining about the liquor um, distributor not distributing his um, Delion brand as much as they're doing other brands such as Don Julio and Smirnoff. So he's saying that you're not making my brand available as as, as, as like you're making the other brands that, that you distribute available. So he filed a discrimination charge. Right. So if you break it down, I was a brand that was like a liquor that was on his distribution thing, and he didn't put the money into me to help me as famous as he did other people. And, I'm, and I've been a, a, a writing hits all my life. Right. Can you like? You know, and then, oh no! Keep going, keep going. You know, it was it was really no way for him to be in control over my career because some stars are, are born to be, some stars are destined to be, and some stars, you know, are man made. I, you and to me, I never really heard of a man that made a star. Right. So it's like a star. Stars are already born to be. You can't really help nobody become who they were born to be. Well, can you, you know? list off? 
for some people, for the people who might not know, you know what I'm saying, can you list off some of the songs that you, the one I know and the one I think, you know what I'm saying, kind of made like the whole bad boy era and like solidified the brand was like bad boys for life. Right. Yeah. I was, that was, that was a song that was well needed at that time. He needed a song that come through to represent, you know, the brand and let people in, you know, like, you know, some, a song that really stood for bad boy, but it was bad boy for life. And bad boy for life was a song that consisted of three artists that was on this song. Right. Then it turned from Bad Boy for Life and the next single was Diddy or something like that. So it was like, damn, you went all the way from Bad Boy in the Family to Diddy. <laughs> and then that was a single. The D, the I, the D, the D, the, D, the uh, Y. The D, damn, you just jumped uh, on D, us real Diddy. Say what? For himself. <laughs> he just jumped ship real quick and went for himself. <laughs> I'm like, I thought this was a P. Diddy in the Family album. But I mean, you know, like, he kind of had a history of kind of like you know, jumping into music videos, you know, he he was going to make sure, you know what I'm saying, he he was seen, you know. Just imagine being on a label and the, and the boss or the person who owned the label want to be just as famous as the people who own the label. So what it's was, like, damn. What was that like? Wanna, it's crazy because it's like a competition. It's like a... Um, which you, I would call it an office competition. Like everybody in the office do whatever Puff say. Mm. They, if they, if they register a song wrong, if they put the credits wrong on the song, they doing exactly what Puff said do. Right. So they just do what he say do. And sometimes when you have people that just do what you say do, and even though you know you paying them, sometimes you gotta. I, I look at a person, you know, the whole thing of it first. Like it's almost like working them telemarketing jobs and calling old people up and robbing them for their money in the bank. <laughs> hey, it's like that. I won't work for that company. Right, right. But like, you know? so you you were signed to Diddy either through a publishing deal or, or whatnot. But yeah. and and you wrote songs like bad boys for life the led zeppelin p diddy track that was i think in the yep. godzilla movie yeah. uh, the come, come with uh, me um uh, well the training day a song on the training day soundtrack that was with david bowie yeah david, david bowie you know um david bowie died he passed right i'm not sure sound about right though <laughs> big artist but i did do a song with him right that's you when you got a rapper that did a song with those kind of artists you know but right yeah and you let's, let's go. and you regularly like wrote for diddy like when he ever went into whenever he went into the studio it was a must that i was there because when when you recorded something you know when you're saying something and you're not saying it from the heart right like and you'd be like you tell somebody you're getting on my nerves. It's a certain way you say it. It sounds, but when you say you're getting on my nerves, you be like, yo, the way you said it don't sound believable. Okay. If you want to say my nerve, this is how you say it. You're getting on my nerves. Like that. Oh, so you was like yeah. producing, you was writing in like telling him how to like convey the words at the same time. The same time. Cause if you, if I write a song for you, you're going to have to say it the way I, I wrote it. Right. Like, right. And things like I heard an interesting one today, 
It was, um, it's just how you mix words together. And like, you could take the word sense and then you can take the word past tense mm-hmm. and you can make sense and past tense rhyme, but you got to say it a certain way. Right. Right. I get you. People have that rhythm. They don't know how to mix that stuff together. You know what I'm saying? So I was always there to say, in order to say this word, this word got to be said first. And it got to be said like this. This is how you make people believe in what you're saying. Right. So in that, you should have a lot of like rights and and songwriting credits and publishing from from his catalog, right? I do. All the way from, you know, you read the fine prints on, um, on, um, the family album, P. Diddy and the Family. I wrote, you know, the joint with MJG and A Ball and him ride with me. I did the Lonely Joint. Um, it goes as far as back as we did the, to to the Forever album, um, Lil Kim and Puff and me, gangster shit. Mm. Um, we Moore's album, me, Biggie, and um, 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 Buster Rhymes and Snoop Dogg on Dangerous MCs. Right. I got. Uh, all of the the Black Rob album, the uh, his album, I got um, Muscle Game, which is one of the the hood favorite Muscle Game. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got uh, it's just a few songs, man. G Dep uh, did the song G Dep Blast Off. That's you know bring the deputy home. Right, right. That's, so with all that, with all that publishing credit, how? Can especially with Bad Boy for Life being a part of that in the in the in the movie soundtracks, how could how could it be? Because you see all these artists like selling their publishing and their catalogs these days for hundreds of millions. How could it be that what you what what he gave back to you, what you were entitled to this whole time? How could it be that that's not really worth much these days? Or yeah, because when you break down publishing. And you break down the sale publishing, and then you break down the performance publishing. Like mm-hmm. whenever it's played on television or radio, that's one publishing. Whenever a song is sold, that's another publishing. But if a song ain't being sold, that publishing that you would get from that song sale is really worth nothing. So why would you give that back? And it's worth nothing. It was worth something when the record store was open. Right. It was open. Was worth something when the song actually had a CD and people was buying it. But now that people ain't buying the CD and the cassette tape, whether it be an eight track, it don't matter now. Because nobody buying, nobody even has a CD car. Because it's streaming, right? Streaming, nothing. You don't even have to have a CD player. Before we used to have this big book with nothing but CDs in it. And you have them in alphabetical order and listed. You go when you get in the car, you be like, "Yo, grab the CDs out the back." Right. To this person, with the shotgun. You be like, "Go load it up." They be like, "Ooh, we gonna load up NWA." Ooh, we gonna load up this, and then you just sit and you play those songs off the CD. That was a sale. Mm. You couldn't have a song unless you had that CD. Right. Right. I remember so, that. So you ain't gotta have that now. All of that's all of that. Those days are over now. So then if those days are over, why are you going to give me back the publishing that go to those days? I don't want, we can't make that. All that money been dried up, bro. Why don't you give me the money that it was making for the past 20 years? How much, years, how much money do you think that is? Like how much you think in total he made from just the portion of publishing of yours that he owned? 
if you can off the porch you know the public off of mine i know i built the pool in this house all of the pool belonged to me okay somebody else put the furniture in it i got the pool so every every time i would go over there i'd be like can't nobody tell me nothing about sitting by this pool oh it's okay. my water you talking about this his pool. pool yeah that's my pool oh okay <laughs> i built that pool i paid for that Somebody else took care of the grass. Somebody else got him a car. Mm. Somebody else paid for the lawn service. But at the end of the day, he's, you know, that's why, like, when you think about Bad Boy, Bad Boy just wasn't Diddy. So there's no way for him to go around and put that 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 name on his back if it's if it's just him. Right. If it's just you, it's called Puff Daddy. Right. If it's gonna be your label, it's called Bad Boy. You can't you can't go like he can't go on tour right now and say Bad Boy's going on tour. And bring him and his new artists, and it's like, yo, that's not bad, boy. That's not who the people want to see. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this: like, if the deal was made back then, you know, what I'm saying fair and square contractually, he owns this portion of the publishing of this artist, that artist, blah blah blah. Why should he feel the need? to give y'all the publishing that he owned because he didn't like take it like in a nefarious way did he or or did he you know what i'm saying but why do why do you feel like like he should have even gave it back or give you the money all right so you feel like this when you first do your your record deal Mm -hmm. when you first do a deal they say they're gonna give you x amount of dollars for your publishing for a publishing deal so when you say okay you don't have to say okay but the trick part of it is they're offering you something money for something that nobody knows the value of it right now so you're offering me money for something we don't we ain't never even sold yet so you already know what the potential may be so you're taking advantage of me you know let's not let's not do a publishing deal until the album come out or something like that and then when we see what the what the publishing check look like then let's do a publishing deal mm. let's not do one right now let's not do it so early right now is not the time let's just get the album out see what the publishing do they'll give you a deal before you do the album if you don't do the deal then you won't do the album uh, so when you say publishing deal is when they offer you like a lump sum of money you know what I'm saying? Fifty hundred K for your publishing or a portion of your publishing. And you as right, a new right. artist, you hyped about this big ass chunk of money you about to get and you ain't even thinking about years down now, the, the line. Money, the money, you know, like I always tell people, bro, I'd be like, You can't be a dude who's sitting your 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 number one rap song is about how you rob people and then you got to go to a record label to get a deal. So it's like if you rob people, then why would you be trying to go to this dude to get his money? If you got your own money, you don't need their money. So when you start looking at the things, you'd be like, yo, um, it's a lot of people who just they, they're entertainers and they fit a, a, a character or a role. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're not really who you who you th- you know, sometimes people become who they think they are. And that's the dangerous part about things people who, who think they what they think they are you know opposed to what people look at you as or how the world sees you mm. so i want to make sure i don't get too far off of your question let's can we go back to that question one more time because i want to make sure i address that correctly 
I asked um, about the publishing deal when you a new artist and they offer you a big lump sum of money for your publishing. They, it's like a like a like a trick kinda. They they know how much this publishing can potentially be worth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Years down the line, and you as a new artist, you're not thinking about that. You like, give me that money right now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I, you know, why would I turn that that money down? Because who knows what this? I don't even. Because I'm I'm an artist too. I I make music too, and I still don't really fully understand like what publishing is. I guess that's a question Man, I can publish- I can ask you. Like, what exactly is an artist publishing? A publishing is okay let's say if i'm on tv and i get a million views right and every time i walk out my house people be like i just saw you on tv i just saw you on tv now i got a million views but when i go out into the world i don't have a dollar to show for it Mm. so you'd be like if people see me a million times do you know how dangerous it is for me to put myself around people who see me a million times that means there's at least 10 of them are saying that they don't like you and they'll do anything to you just to, to, to make themselves relevant. So now just because I got a million views, I got 10 dangers and worries to worry about now. So the views don't add up to the, the danger that comes with the views. So you, it's almost like being number one on the radio and don't have $10. It's like, What's the point in being number one and not having everything that comes along with it? I feel like a lot of artists putting up that putting up that front, though. I mean, that's the whole I feel like that's a staple in the industry to kind of fake it when you ain't really making it. As long as you look good. When I was an artist and let's say I had a budget of three hundred fifty thousand dollars to do an album. And then you got a producer like Pharrell who says, I produce his single. And he was wanting 125,000, 200,000 for a, 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 a song. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, if I do one song with Pharrell, he going to eat half of my budget. Mm. And then now I'm only going to have a half a budget left. But Pharrell gets his money up front. Soon as he comes in to do the song, they be like, oh, he the producer. Give him his money. But you the artist. So it takes a combination of things to make this song a hit. The artist and the producer. Right. But they'll give the producer some upfront money, 100000 but they won't give the artist nothing because it's designed to make the artist humble itself. Mm. So it's, it's a way to keep the artist under control. How do you control the artist? You know? And they say, okay, as long as, as long as you don't have the money to go along with the way that you think, that's gonna keep you humble. Okay, but it's the way that they've been talking about it, huh? Yeah, I understand that completely. <clears throat> but when I ask, like, what is, what is publishing? It's like, where's the money come from in publishing? It come from, come from radio. Like you, you mentioned it come from like CD sales and stuff like that. But it come from like radio play, which is not really a factor anymore because who listening to the radio right. like that? And then it come from maybe <laughs> movies and like film movies. You get- Publishing, I. It was a company a long time ago in Atlanta. It was L.A. Reed's company, and it was called Hitco. Mm-hmm. But L.A. Reed also had LaFace, and then he went on to, um, to do Def Jam. But L.A. Reed had a production company. So in order to do a song with Beyonce, even if the song was hot, and Beyonce was signed to his production company too. 
So in order to do a song with Beyonce, you would have to be on L.A. Reid's production company because they, the L.A. Reid would give the producer a production advance, a deal. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the producer might get a million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Now that he gave you a million dollars, you got to give him maybe five songs a year and you might have to work with X amount of artists a year because he's going to figure out how to get his money back off of you now. So now that you're signed to my production deal, my production company, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to allow you the opportunity to do the Beyonce song, but I already own half of your production. We have a deal. So whenever she wins, I win with you. Okay. Okay. Nobody's ever going to win without me. Okay. Right. That's a production. Mm -hmm. So then you have your production, you're on your publishing. You say, okay, for every time that is played on the radio or seen on TV, or, or anytime it's heard or seen, that's another publishing. Anytime it's sold, it's another publishing. So if they take um, um, Bad Boy for Life and they put it on the Super Bowl at halftime, it's going to be some money generated. But usually if you don't have that production, or if the song is in, not in the hands of someone who's going to directly make money off of it, then they'll suggest another song. Okay. Like nobody, if, if we're not making money off of this, if we don't own it, then we don't want to use it. Right. You know, like it's like my my grandmother, right? One of my grandmothers was the first black lady to have a record label in New York, and she had twenty six R and B acts on the on the label. Zell Sanders was is her name, right? Record. Say it again. Zell Sanders is, is, is who you're talking about? Yeah, Zell Sanders. Okay. Zell Sanders. Okay, keep going. Zell Sanders. And so if, if you ask me, like, about the production, we've been in production since the 50s. I've been, excuse me, I've been through three decades of production. I mean, mm. uh, uh, three decades of publishing. of publishing, yes. Starting from the 50s through the 70s into current three different levels of it right so if you ask me how the publishing is working for what what she has going what she had going on james brown did a movie about the james brown movie and then they picked up one song from the catalog because resnick records owns all of the publishing now they bought the publishing the way every publishing buyer is buying our publishing so then they have a catalog and then they shop this catalog to movies and things like they might be doing a movie that um it's about the 80s and then they might want brucey b on it mm-hmm. or they got a brucey b record something so then that's when they go in and then they get that song and then they pull it out but that money that you make off it ain't angry it ain't get ready to change your life like that even back Not then unless I mean, if the song, like if you was using, you know, Puff use, uh, who's that, that he sting? He used every, 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 every breath you take, every step, every move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used that. And then, you know, um, they say that he has to give sting like $5,000 a day for the rest of his life for using that song. Right. Which I can almost believe because he's been sued for using the song without permission. So it's different than striking the deal with Sting. It's like you using my song and didn't have permission. So you've been sued. Mm. So I believe he was sued for more than what the publishing was worth. 
Okay, so Diddy used the song and didn't ask Sting, so Sting sued him. But I think I think it came out that that they was just kind of trolling people about the amount that he had to pay. Like they was lying about that. He said it on a Breakfast Club, I think. He, he no matter what it is, then if they lied about that, then we could also say we lying about they was trying to give him a nine figure deal. Since we gonna we gonna, <laughs> we gonna take we hear some time as lies. Everything is a lie now. Right. You feel me? Right. I feel so, you. All right. So we ain't gonna keep playing with the people. You know, if you if he gave him five thousand, whatever it may be, but we know he had to pay him for that song, right? Right. Definitely. Definitely. So that's a part of publishing like, too. When 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 Diddy used to do what he what he was famous for back in the day, which is take older songs and you know make them new, you know use samples and stuff. That 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 gets publishing money too. Yeah, he remixed. But when let's say when we did the Godzilla Come With Me song, mm-hmm. Robert Plant uh Led Zeppelin, chill out. Led Zeppelin still got maybe fifty percent, uh thirty percent of the publishing without doing anything. And then you got Mario Winans who might have did the overdubs on it, which means he played drums and played some instruments. Mm-hmm. He might get twenty percent. Then you got the writer side. I wrote the song. So I'm going to write it. Since, since I wrote it, I'm going to get a 50% because nobody helped me write that. But then he'll do a deal with me and say, okay, we'll split it like this. But then you didn't help me write it. Right. You did. You wasn't with me when I was shooting in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so what, See, I know how to say some of them new words. Too. Yeah, yeah. So what did, what did Diddy really do in the studio? Uh, he was the executive producer, right? But he didn't write the he didn't write the rhymes. I assume he didn't make the beats. Maybe he nah. like put something like arranged stuff or what? Uh, he just sit there and say, "I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that." He was I sitting like in there like, "Yeah, yeah, take that, take that, I like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> take that. Put take the original. Take that. Take that. Came from." When he was in the studio, and I remember somebody asked him, they said, he said, I like that. He says, they said, um, so what you going to do to get it? He said, I'm going to take that, take that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Since everybody lying on the internet, I might as well throw in one too. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he not turned down a nine-figure deal. Okay. Mm. If they, if people believe in that, if even if you believe, listen in here, bro. He the, they say he the 16th most richest black person in the world or the United States or something. Something like so that. So if he, if that's the case, then why are you, why would you even say that? Why, how could you say that they don't share such and such and whatever part of business with the minorities? I don't know what he was trying to do. I think they I eventually kicked him out of like he lost the rock altogether, didn't he? Then he, then they like kick him out of the brand altogether because he was trying to. Finagle some shit? They say he was trying to um, make deals, like if if they didn't do certain things with him, that he would he would threaten them with like lawsuits and stuff like that, discrimination and all of that. Mm. But I really, you know, if it was a way for me to ever file a lawsuit against him for discrimination and and they honor it, like there's no way to, to take a, a person to court who shit on an artist. Like it's a it's an artist, right? That was signed to Bad Boy. Her name was Tammy, right? Yeah. She come to the studio every day. Get in. 
she come to the studio every day and she like her mother used to watch her son while she come to the studio and she would be in there working on her album working on music she was signing bad boy but and i saw her every day come to the studio and figure out things she had to do with her child and i i noticed how her family was supporting her and then i just seen him shit on her whole career no and you don't Yo, for real. It's a lot of them. I know one dude, one kid, his name is Jerome, little Jerome um, Childers. He's a gospel dude. And he had a real crazy voice. He was a kid, mm -hmm. like 11 years old, 10 or something like that. And then they took one of his songs that he knew how to sing real good in church. And they changed it to a song about him kissing a girl for the first time. Oh. He didn't really feel it. He didn't really feel that. He's too young to understand what it's like kissing a girl and y'all telling them to say it like this and they drove that little kid crazy and that little kid did the martin lawrence took the clothes off and ran out to the street and all of this which you know they say artists do what? when they go through that one thing yeah man that's how artists go crazy you know, the first thing they do is take their clothes off and run out to the street <laughs> i you know I, I heard about the whole martin thing and the whole industry thing kind of made him go crazy <laughs> He ain't the first one that did that. All, <laughs> a lot of them do it. And then he went out to the street speaking in tongues. So you'd be like, not only is he he out in the street naked, he's speaking in tongues. What? I mean, something else got a hold of this man, man. It's like you, 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 you kind of like, it's almost like making you sing a song about kissing a girl. You never kissed a girl before. You'd be like, how can I really sing this song and really love it? Right artists okay you know don't don't we can't do it just to be famous some people do it to be famous some people do it to be heard yeah i think most people these days uh do it to be famous but that kind of leads me to another question that i wanted to ask <clears throat> um and i think a lot of people kind of want to know this because it's always something coming out about diddy and one of his like a deal that he did with one of his artists in the past and it seemed like every artist at least every major artist that was under him got a gripe with him like he wronged him in, in some kind of way like what's up with that because like, because see diddy can get a a catalog deal i can get a single publishing deal now that he gave me the publishing back i can go get a publishing deal on my own what part of the publishing he had but when he was doing the publishing deal and he's saying, okay, I'm getting it against a catalog, he can go get a hundred million dollars against the publishing on his catalog. Mm -hmm. I can only get what I can get for what my part of the publishing is. So he already got a publishing deal for his catalog and he probably just finished paying it off and coming to a zero balance. And then now, the whole time when you saw Diddy and Diddy got this and Diddy got this, Diddy got a publishing deal that belonged to everybody. Mm -hmm. There was nothing else that he was doing to make money. How's was he making money? He was just making deals off of, oh, I own this. And then people was giving him a deal against what he owned. He got rid of Sean John. He, you know, he had the liquor thing going, but then, he, you know, the publishing deal. He had a deal against, he couldn't give Mace back his publishing until the deal expired he couldn't give the locks back they publishing until the deal expired oh. he couldn't give nobody back they publishing until the deal expired he did a deal himself 
So you think so, the deal that he had finally expired and he couldn't resell it for what he what he wanted. So he was just They like, said that they was offering him a nine figure deal for the publishing. Yeah, but we don't believe so that. that. He was definitely trying to get a new a new money for it, but they did not give him a nine. He probably was requesting a nine figure deal for his publishing. You know what I'm saying? But just look at things like how when um, Dr. Dre wants to sell his publishing catalog for two hundred and fifty million. Mm-hmm. But how much money did he make off the uh, Dr. Dre Beats headphones? Oh, he was a part of that deal. Yeah, he's the head. The, the the Dre Beats, the headphones he came out with. You talking about Dre, not not Diddy. Dr. Dre. Oh yeah, yeah. Drake became a billionaire off of that. Yeah, he became he became a billionaire off of that. Now he wants to sell his publishing for two hundred and fifty million, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd be like, how in the world could you be a billionaire and wanting to sell your publishing for two hundred and fifty million? That means that the publishing obviously ain't worth it. Let me get rid of this right now and liquidate this before it's worth nothing. Oh, right. Because if things well, keep going we- to 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 streaming, well. The industry is pretty much all streaming now. Ain't nobody really buying physical stuff and nobody listening to the radio. So you're right. In a few years, if some big corporation ain't coming through scooping up publishing, then it's really going to be trash. It's going to be trash. But then when they scoop it up, they're going to try to find placements. Mm-hmm. How, you know, like when I, when you, when you're on publishing, you say, okay, I'm going to give you a publishing deal. And then I'm going to make you big, and then I'm going to make my money back off of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to Mike Jones you, or, 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 or Mike Will, or, or, or Drummer Boy you, or, or uh, uh, what's my man's name? Um, man, there's so much, man. There's so many of them. You got, uh, it's so many hit producers, especially here in Atlanta. Um, they give them a deal. And then give them a deal, and then now they say, "I need you to produce these songs." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a deal. Then I'm, gonna, I'm gonna work you and make sure I get my money back. Ain't no producer grade to come up out the blue and be like, "Hey, I got a nice hit." They're gonna be like, "Before you can get that nice hit place, you're gonna have to sign this contract right here." Right. You don't sign this contract, I can't deal with that song. Why? Because I got other producers that I gotta deal with that I gotta make money off of them. Why would I give you that song and I got, I could give them that song and make my money back? Man, you making it sound like the music industry is just like this perpetual turning wheel of like people kind of yeah. tricking people into deals in hopes to make like make money off of them in the future if if something pop. But I guess you kind of got to be like that because say you invest in somebody cuz when you was coming up it was no like 360 deals, right? Now they got 360 deals. To where they can sign an artist to, and then they get money off of everything under yeah. their intellectual property and stuff like that, right? When we when we was coming up, and the sad thing to say about record contracts, from the time my mom and them was doing them with Morris Levy, mm-hmm. um, with Morris Levy, let me give you another one. This is a good one. Okay. Morris Levy, well, you had an artist, John Lennon. Morris Levy was the puff daddy of John Lennon. Okay. So John Lennon had sued Morris Levy because Morris Levy was bootlegging his album and selling it mm. on the streets. But P. 
people don't realize that back in the days when the like let's say when the Italians was running a lot of drugs in New York and they was coming from Italy with the heroin and New York was popping with the heroin was being sold all over New York. So they say, okay, in order for us to pay you back, we're going to need you to have a record store. So when you was a drug dealer back in the days, you had to have something like a record shop or something like that. Then the Italians would give you the John Lennon bootleg CDs, and then you put them inside the bin on the curb out inside the street, and then people come by and keep buying the cassette, buying the cassette. You don't have to worry about giving them back the money. You just pocket it. Mm. Right? So John Lennon sued, no, yeah, John Lennon sued Morris Levy, who was this one Jew. He was a Jew. Everybody need to do their research on Morris Levy. Morris and Levy. understand Morris Levy. You understand? And then understand the seven-year locust. That's another thing we're going to understand. Then we're going to understand Jews. Then we're going to break down the Jewish calendar. Then we're going to break down the first fiscal day of the, on, on the pay of the year is September not january they always consider september as the first day the first month of a year they only mm. have nine nine months on their calendar we got 12. i didn't know that man come on there's so much going on man in this world that's the reason in sept that's just like when you look at the word september in in october sept is short for seven and october is short for eight but sept right. is the ninth month and october is the tenth month what, right, so that just shows how the world, how the sept <laughs> gonna be short for the ninth month, and how the how the hell Oct is gonna be short for the tenth month. So that just shows that That's the true. way that things go has been tampered with, right? Right. So then you got to look at Yom Kippur. You got to look at September twenty third. You got to look at the whole month of September, and we are in September right now. Today is what September eleventh. I think it's the twelfth. Yeah, yesterday was the eleventh. The 11th. Yesterday was the day the World Trade Centers got hit. Right. Tupac died in September, right? Did he? Let me see. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Google. Let me let me give you some good stuff. Okay. So we can show them some facts. We ain't, we ain't just going to be talking. We're going to talk about facts and things people really need to know. Then we can get into publishing. Then we can understand who own publishing. They own TV. They own, they own Mercedes-Benz. They own anything that got that emblem with that rock sign, like any of those emblems in there. That's them. Okay. The Walmarts. When did Princess Diana die? And then right. after that, look at when Tupac died. And then after that, look at when the... Um, Hurricane Katrina came. And then look at look at the World Trade Center. And then look at all of the tragedies that happened in September. That's making, the beginning of the fiscal year. You making September sound. He died, yeah, he died September 7th, 1996. Yeah, but you if you just go on into September and then you start seeing what's going on with September and entertainment. So what happens is Usually you have a, a an eclipse. Sometimes you can have eclipse where they say this you're gonna have in this year you might see five moons and and this is gonna be rare. It may only happen in a hundred years. Mm -hmm. And and this moon is gonna be red and it'd be a blood moon. And when it, when you see a red moon, that means that the powers 
is upset with how we treating each other and he don't see us really loving each other they it's, it's too many artists getting on stage and and instead of them saying thank you god they keep thinking that they did it themselves. sometimes we got to give god the glory we say it's not it's not me it's god wait a minute so you somebody, saying, when I learn somebody, you're saying god turning the moon red because he mad at, at the uh entertainment industry or the music industry just be mad at people period that's the reason why every seven years the seven-year locust you have a collapse of the the, the economy mm. it's either the economy is going to collapse or the world trade center is going to go down every seven years you have a tragedy in okay. september you got you got to go up on it albums are released in september the first albums so you September. you getting out, you getting into the like the spiritual side of the of the industry. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go way left real quick just to get away from the publishing mm-hmm. for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you was deep you was deep in the industry. You was running around with Diddy and and all them back in the day. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get too much into like the Illuminati and shit. But you got an artist right now, and you got a lot of artists right now who portraying and pushing a lot of demonic Ooh. uh. Uh, images and stuff and most people writing it off as it's like uh you know promo they just they just trolling for the look blah 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 you got sam smith but one of the most prominent ones right now that's doing it real crazy is doja cat you familiar with doja cat yes 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 you seen that demon video she put out and she dressed up like baphomet and all that i didn't see it but I can I already know what you're talking about. I know everything what you're saying right now, because I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give everybody some insight, bro. Okay. And I don't mean to talk a lot, you know what I'm saying. But when we're gonna talk, I like to at least educate people with things that I know that they may not know. Go ahead. So what we're gonna talk about is when, you know, a lot of people may not believe in God. And, you know, I'd be like, you know, it's a lot of atheists that say they don't believe in God. And I'd be like, well, if you if you say you don't believe in God, and you're an atheist, your belief is that you don't believe in God. So that means you do have a belief. Mm. So when you start breaking down everything, you'd be like, there's no way in to say that you, you don't believe in something. You know what I mean? Because you believe that you don't believe. That's already your belief right there. Oxymoron. Right? Yeah, yeah. So back in these days, you know, when you had when you had God that sat on the throne, you always had two angels that sat next to him. It was Michael and it was Lucifer. Lucifer right. was the choir director. He was the one that controlled all of the choirs. And Michael was a different kind of angel. But Lucifer used to be the choir of the muses, the nine muses that that make music. Mm-hmm. So people got to go and Google the muses and the nine muses of music. And then now it breaks down into three choirs. So when you break it down into three choirs, the, Satan was over that. And let's say if you was writing a song and you and the song needed to be about not having money or going through a struggle or going through something personal in your life, there's always a muse that you can invite into your 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 creative writing oh, and they can help you give you insight um on what's going on in that. So it's almost like the thing that helps you be creative. So okay. if you want to write a song about building something, there's a muse that you can invite into your creative writing and they can help give you insight on how to word things and what to say. All right. Satan was over all of that. And Satan thought he was just he thought that But this is before this is like, before he was Satan. This is when he was Lucifer and still in heaven, right? This is Lucifer. This is Lucifer. 
But he 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 thought, you know, the reason why Lucifer and God fell out, people got to understand that one is because it's almost like the pastor in the church and the choir director. Now let's take the choir director in the church, right? Mm -hmm. Usually they're they're a little gay, right? Nothing's wrong with that. You yeah. ever seen you go to the church and you look at the choir director? Oh dude yeah, who teach the choir almost every he's, time. He's flaming. Yeah. He's flaming, right? Flamboyant. Now he sits, he sits and gives the the the, the congregation advice, mm -hmm. and the pastor gets mad at him for saying, "Look, do not give advice to the congregation because you are not walking your life right, and I don't want you to give advice to anyone." So him. The, the the choir director and the pastor always fall out. Right. God and the director always fell out too. The same way we look at it in church, it's the same thing, just remixed. Okay. So now you can see where Satan fell out. Why God fell out with Satan? So Satan was the shining star. He was the brightest star. Mm -hmm. That means he was a superstar. Right. And if he was a superstar, that means he was an entertainer. People looked up. When you a superstar, you shine, you illuminate. And when you shine your light, you shine so bright that the world can see like most deaf sing about, right? Mm -hmm. So when you a superstar, your job is to illuminate and make things visible and possible for those who are living in the dark. That's the whole reason why you a superstar, right? right. And as long as you do that, you doing what God created. But some people, they feel like, oh, I'm shining. They shining and then they turn it into them. And they say, oh, I'm shining. I'm this. So when God gets mad at that, that's when usually God start taking things out of your life like that you love. He'd be like, yo, you may be famous, but you're going to give me this. Give me your mama. Mm. You might be famous, but you're going to give me this. Give me your girl. You might be famous, but what you're not going to ever be able to do is fornicate. Look at the movie City of God. When he traded in, when he said he wanted to be tough in the street for those, go back and watch this movie if you don't know Brazilian gangster. It, but it sounds. When he, have you ever seen City of God? I ain't seen it, but I should watch it. The I'm way need, you're making it sound. I'm gonna need you to watch that, because in this movie, he sold his soul to be tough and be a gangster. Mm -hmm. And when he sold his soul to be tough and be a gangster, he couldn't get no girls no more. No girls liked him no more. No matter how much money he had, no girls was messing with him. So it was a trade-off. Right? So sometimes it was a trade-off. Mm. People do a trade-off sometimes. They be like, look, for this, I'll give this. Like, whenever you play with God, if you ask me, it's like concentration. You ask God for a million dollars, he'd be like, how are you going to ask me for a million dollars and your brother's on drugs? Mm. You're going to give him $5,000, he's going to kill himself. So you just really asking me to kill your brother? Uh. God be like, I'm not giving you that million dollars, man, till you get your life in order. God, be careful what you ask for. Got to be careful what you ask for. But I always so, thought, know, I always thought when like an artist, you know, I I'm I ain't never been up in them usher, up 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 echelons in the industry and stuff. But, I, but you know, the rumors are like, if a if an artist wants like like superstardom, and they want to you know quote unquote like sell their soul or whatever. And they have to maybe sacrifice somebody like their mama, their brother, somebody like that. But I always thought that was kind of like loose, like Satan doing and not God. You know what I'm saying? But you kind of saying that that God is is kind of involved involved in this. God, but you know, but when when you think about people, either you can be in control by the the, the good of you, or you can be in control by the bad of you. 
So like when we look at things, you know, I'm first my religion is omniism. So I believe that all religions have a little bit of truth from real different on my beliefs. Omniism. I never um, heard of that one before. Yeah. Got to read that one too. Omnis. I'm an omnis. Okay. So that means I, I'm not biased to however anybody think. You could be a Buddhist. You could be whatever you want to. If you tell me something that don't sound real, you could be a Muslim. If you tell me something that don't sound real, I'm not buying it. Right. I'm an omnis. I don't believe in none of that. Right? Okay. And I stand by it firmly. If I don't if I don't feel it in my heart, it's not part of me. Right? Okay. So we getting back and we say, okay, let's go back a little bit. What was that thing? Because that, that thought, that rant that I just said was just so fly. I kind of <laughs> threw me off. What were we, where were we going? Uh, we were going to answer that's a question. Cause you said that um, you know when you ask God for a million, He might He might take your brother from you because your brother a drug dealer. And you might give him five thousand and stuff like well, you asked, a drug addict. Yeah, a yeah, drug, a drug addict. addict. You know what I'm saying? And I and then I asked you. Um, I always thought this was like Lucifer's doing, like when you sell your soul for like fame and fortune and stuff. Not God. The one thing about God, whatever you ask for, it's gonna happen. So some people who don't ask for nothing. They can't be surprised because God is that good. He's going to give you nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For those who don't know how to use their mind to want the right things and want it the right way, why do you want a million dollars? I want a million dollars to do this and change the world like this. Right. You ask the average person, why do you want a million dollars? They're going to say, because I want to go get this car or I want to go get this. You'd be like, yo, if you need a million dollars to buy things, then you don't need a million dollars. But if you need a million dollars to maneuver and change the world, then you might can deserve that. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what you want it for. Everybody wanted for a different reason. And but it's hard. Everybody wanted. A lot of people you know, who don't necessarily got like good intentions for, for millions get it though, especially in the music industry because I struggle yeah, I struggle these days with like making music because I'm 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 thirty seven, you know what I'm saying? And <clears throat> you know, when you get a little older, you start thinking about the music that you make and the things you say in it, you know what I'm saying? I feel like if you got, you know, any kind of like conscience in you, 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 you know, like what you perpetuating and putting into the world at a certain point, you know, but I feel like, yep. I feel like a lot of artists and the biggest artists in the game, if you ain't talking about like a J Cole or a Kendrick or something, and even they like, you know what I'm saying? Go to they the dark do. side sometimes, but most artists to be famous as an artist, you have to like, delving all the debauchery in the world and stuff you know what i'm saying you have to push the ratchetness the 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 you know cardi b just came out with a song for her first line talking about eating ass and shit and fucking you know naked bitches strippers getting money drug dealing you know all the the worst things in society are perpetuated in, in, in rap and that seemed like you know the devil's playground to me right because the devil's in the music and we, what we got to know is this, that music is the next most powerful energy next to love. Mm. So music is just as powerful as love. So if you use love can be, you know how many people die over every day over love? A lot. Now just imagine how many people die every day over music. Music kills more people than car accidents. How so? Music kills because... You got to think of what the mentality with what music does. Like when someone says on the radio, fuck the police, 
Just imagine how many people walk out with that energy and say, fuck the police. Mm. So then now the police got to deal with it because the, the music said, fuck the police. So you'd be like, yo, it's just the, it's like if Michael Jackson said, if you love me and you love my music, go to a four story building and jump. You know how many people would jump? Back then, it would have been a lot of people. would have been motherfuckers raining down off buildings and stuff. Right. I myself might have made it to the bridge and was like, I'm going to do it. And then when I got there, I said, I thought about it. Fuck Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you a joke. Ready for a joke? Go Can ahead. I tell you a joke? Go ahead. All right. There's a monkey in the zoo, right? Mm -hmm. And he in the cage. And, and person walked past the cage. The monkey smacked the shit out the person, right? Right. So then the person got mad, so he went and got a knife. And and because you know every time you do something, the monkey do something. You do this, the monkey do it. You do that, the monkey do it. So he say he pulled out the knife and, and he put a put a hot dog in his pass and pulled out the hot dog and cut cut the monkey, cut the the, the, the hot dog, and then he gave the knife to the monkey. Monkey said, "Fuck you." <laughs> He was doing everything that you do, repeating everything that you do until he cut. He said, "Cut your winky off, monkey! Ain't do it." Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't having that. Monkeys like to smash. Yeah, smack the shit out you. <laughs> yes, you know it's publishing, and and it gets deeper. I know that this is a big conversation, but it's deeper than publishing. It's it's deep. It's like knowing. Um, I want to think of what this. I can't think of this name, man, and it always baffles me. It's the liquor company that owns the record labels. It's a liquor company that owns the it's record a liquor labels? Company. Yeah, it's a liquor company that owns the record labels. Let me see if Google knows. In this same liquor company, Google it. What Google who or which liquor company owns Random House? I think it's Seagram's Gin. No, not Seagram's. It might be Seagram's, but see, see which one. Which liquor company owns Universal Records? Let me know when you got that. Okay. You said Random House the first time. You said Universal Records? You could do Random House because Random House is owned by Universal too. That's the book publishing. Now we're going to talk about all the publishing. Publishing on liquor. We're going to talk about music. And we're going to talk about books. Everything that you can consume. Information that that route is owned i think seagram's seagram's, uh, seagram's gin. Yeah. i think it's seagram's seagram's gin that little liquor that spirit they own random house they own universal they own universal records universal theater all of that Damn. so you're going and now you're now when you want to know what that system is you see it they also they, they'll have mercedes-benz they have chrysler they have all of that. You'd be like, they own all of that? All of it. Damn. Come on. That's what you up against, man. You up, uh, up against Seagram's Gin. You want to talk about Puff? You better go talk to Seagram's. <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed like, yeah, they own all that. Oh, did it found out? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You hear All me? Right, my bad, brother. Oh, yeah. No problem. That's that's when you know something that a lot of people don't don't know. 
like um, who owns what. So publishing, when we want to get into that publishing, it's crazy because you want to think who owned the publishing, who's making the money off of it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that one right there goes. So it goes all the way back to Seagram's and they the one. Seagram's Jen, they be owning a lot of stuff. Hold on one second, brother. Okay. Hold on, man. Yeah, but that's publishing. And they own a lot of a lot of things, so they own television, you know, the Jews, you got them that 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 control things. You got the Italians that control this like news, media, you know, uh, BET, anything television wise is owned by usually those conglomerates. Yeah, I know Kanye was out, you know, when, when he was making his rounds, he kept like, you know, calling out the Jews for everything they own in regards to the music industry and how they was controlling everything and stuff. But they shut him down real quick. Yeah, cause I thought he, I thought Kanye felt like he was more a competitor, and it's like don't get up in there and deal with them, and then feel like, like the same thing with Puff, they taking advantage of us. You be like, come on, Kanye, if they gave you an opportunity, you making money, just take yours and go do it. That's when people need to take the money that they made and go make more out of it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's when you say ain't no sense in you complaining. You got a billion dollars. Go do a billion. Even Oprah Winfrey, she went and opened up her own television channel. Right. The old own network or something like that. I don't know who watched that shit. If it ain't, if I ain't mistaken, it was a point when she came back and said that they not giving her um, 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 TV station, whatever that she had going on, the same kind of platform that they're giving CBS and other things. So, you know, that's when we go to say, hey, you know what? A billion dollars in this world is almost like everybody used to want to be a millionaire when we was young. Right. Now, to be a millionaire, I'm going to tell y'all something. that This is good news for everybody, and I hope everybody gets this and receives it well. It's a proven fact that whoever is born, as long as you work from the time you was born until the time you die, you should at least make $2 million. So, so you know, you, you're going to be a millionaire. So don't worry about being a millionaire. But now... You mean like over time? You worry about being a billionaire, huh? You mean like over time? You, like a, like yeah, $2 million is going to pass through your hands? You're going to get a million. A million dollars is going to pass through your hands. It's a fact. Mm. right? As long as you live and you stay active and functioning and things like that, functional, mm-hmm. then you're going to be a millionaire. So now, now that you know everybody's going to be a millionaire, now everybody wants to be a billionaire. Before, right. everybody just wanted to be a millionaire. Now people want to be billionaires. Right. And there's only 16. They said there's only 16 of them, right? 16, maybe 16 black millionaires. But black mil- billionaires. Billionaires. Let me see. How many? Like They're not, they not giving out billionaire. Um, They're not giving out the whole billionaire title to everybody. I'm going to see how many billionaires are there. I think it's way more than 16, though. Let's see. I know the richest black man ain't an entertainer. The most richest black man, he ain't an entertainer. In the whole world, it's almost 3,000 billionaires. Let's see how many black billionaires. How many? You think Diddy really a billionaire? 
Oh, he just kind of worth it. Now that he lost that Ciroc deal, he ain't a billionaire. He probably got the same amount of money as Missy Elliott now. Okay. Yeah, it's four, It's only 14. <laughs> it's only 14 black million uh, billionaires in, in the world. And one of them is complaining, and they call me complaining. One of them is complaining and saying that they're not treating black businesses fair. Yeah, like how can you complain about anything money-wise when you worth billions, especially to the people who kind of made you a billionaire? But that's big money talk, man. I that, nah, he complaining and saying that they're not putting his liquor, making this available. They're only making this liquor available in, in, in the communities that we live in. But first of all, you're selling alcohol, bro. Mm. So I don't. Let's get it right. That's something I wouldn't. I'd be like, damn, I'm selling. You know how many people die. On a car accident, off of Ciroc, right. off of liquor. Right. You know how many domestic violence murders have been off of somebody off of Ciroc? Right. That's why they call liquor, they call it spirits, because the more you drink, the more the true you comes out. Mm. So now you're, you're, you're enabling people to touch their spirits to be who they think they are. And most of them should not even be or feel the way they feel. You know what I'm saying? You ever had people you'd be like, bro, you're from, I need to holler at you from the neck down, not, not from the neck up. I don't need you to think about nothing from here on here. I need everything from here down. That means I just need hands and feet. I don't need you to think. Mm. Sometimes you got to tell people that. Neck down, man. Mm. Neck down. That means be quiet. Yeah. Don't think. You understand? I understand. You got to think. Man, it's deep, man. We, we, we going, I hope this is interesting to the people because this is how I like to talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to talk about the things we thinking about and the things we feel. Right. When you when you do the things you think about, that's the things you want to do. When the things you do that that's in your heart, it's almost like everybody always take the short route to get to the easy route. The easy route is using your mind. The hardest route is using your heart. Mm. You don't get you don't get the gratification, the results that you get. You know, fast results come up here. Slow results come down here. Everybody wanted from up here. And if God ever had to live in man, would he live in your mind or would he live in your heart? I would assume your heart. You know what I'm saying? All right. So you know how many people live off of this by their mind? I think this. I think you'd be like, well, why the hell is you think you're going to come out into the world telling everybody what you think? Nobody care what you think. You know what I mean? And that's the average person. That's entertainment. They just rapping about what they think. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, look booty and kiss feet and all of this. <laughs> Whatever it may be. You be like, bro, do you really, or sis, do you really want your kids knowing that you became famous for a song about licking butt? They don't care. They, they like, they don't, they, don't they live without consequences. You got Sukiana out here talking about she eating butt and getting a coochie scratched and every female rapper coming out talking about sex, 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 sex. They got kids. They don't even like men. A lot of the, the times. average rapper, female rapper don't even like men. So you'd be like, time. what kind of image is that for you to be famous, have this money and don't like men? That we know the last thing we need is more people portraying the image that we don't like people. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I, I don't, I, you know, everybody have their own right to do what they want. But me, I think if we able to put something out there, let's put out something there that kind of help more, bring more people together. Let's put out a song that helps people unite 
and think a little bit. Let's not let's not create songs that that create separatism. Right. Everything that we create is dividing us. Yeah, especially in America, man. It's all about division and like groupthink and tribalism in so many shapes and forms in America that it's it's crazy for somebody like me who's from America but live in Germany looking from the outside looking in and stuff because like America kind of like the laughing stock of the world a little bit because all the media, everything is so uh commercialized and everything is on display in america and it's not like that in germany like when crazy like you don't hear about crazy stuff happening in germany because they don't like to broadcast their dirty laundry and shit but in america it's all out for every for the whole world to see so everybody just think people in america just insane you know what i'm saying it'd be embarrassing to be from there sometimes if i'm if i'm honest but you got to think of what what america was made of and why america was made america was like the um babylon back in the days so mm. america is a place where nobody really is from america everybody came from places like germany russia sweden africa to to live in ha and, and, and to live in america mm -hmm. so america is like babylon and in the bible which is you know again i'm not a religious guy i just believe in a lot of things that i believe in but um, Babylon was a city that was made to be destroyed, to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And that's what you had, you know, you go into Israelites and you go into Canaanites and I'm gonna break it down for everybody there. Okay. Israelites are people who say, I is the light. Canaanites are people who say, can I, can I, can I do this? Can I borrow this? Canaanite. Okay. Israelite is everything that I need is within me. I don't have to reach outside of me mm. to find happiness. Okay. Canaanites have to find happiness in other things, happiness in um, bringing people down. That's what the war that happened in Babylon was between people who live good and have good hearts and people who didn't have good hearts. So you had people who uh, felt like um, certain things morally wasn't correct and they'll do it and then some people respect morals like you can go do anything you want to do every day but you don't have in your mind you don't have like you know what i'm ready to go out and go to home depot and steal right. some people wake up every morning and the only thing they think about is going to home depot and stealing mm. that's just what they think some people feel like i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna go figure out a way to do it a good way right it's different people's different energies is different characters you know and no matter what when you're looking at somebody they can be either or so you never know who you're dealing with because everybody looks the same right All right so when we going back to this publishing and we going back to the ownership of a culture and we was talking the other day about culture vultures people who sit back like vultures and pry and to to make uh, money and take advantage of a culture right you think you can be so you, another you, kind of individual you think you can because usually when they say culture vulture they talking about you know a white guy that's coming in and doing something with music that not necessarily his culture so to speak but you think you can be black and be a culture vulture culture, uh, a culture vulture first when we think of white and black, I think that we need to get away from thinking 
we, we should get away from from thinking of white and black as like a skin thing or a race thing. White and black. When we think of white, white is a person to me that's not going to take shortcuts, that's going to still stay strong in his faith, believe in God, put God first. Mm. That doesn't matter if your skin is white or brown. Because there's not a such thing as white and black anyhow. It's called pink and brown. White people are not white. They pink. <laughs> they pink, okay. Right? White yeah. is white. Yeah, they right? are kind of pink. Black, right. Black people, we ain't black. We brown. Right. So I always said this, that. That don't, that, don't, that don't make us white and black, but if you open up a book and you read the pages, the, the words is written in white and black, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you play a piano, you look at the keys, the keys are white and black, right? Right. All right, we not white and black, so when we think of Well, you got your right super, wrong, your white, super right. dark niggas. Hmm? I say you got your super dark black people. Say again? Though. Yeah, you got those. that We call them purple. Yeah, I was just finna they say. Still, they still good people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they purple. Yeah, but go you ahead. Go. But, you know, um, when, when we think about white and black, we say, you know, um, when you think of somebody who has a dark spirit, and the only thing they can think of is to take, take in order, or take that, take that, take that in order to 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 have something. Mm. Your spirit is dark. That's the reason why your label should be called Bad Boy. Because <laughs> oh. you think it the all whole, comes back about around it, the to Diddy. That comes from over here is bad. Mm. Right? Take that, take that. So <laughs> then you have a dark spirit. When you have a light spirit. That means you're more of an angelic type of person, more of a humanitarian, more a person who understands and helps people. And you know, money doesn't really make you. You don't really, you know, I, I'm happy just being me and happy seeing you smile is what makes me happy. Those are different people. Mm. So you have white people in spirit and you have dark people in spirit. You can be white and be black and you can be black and be white. Because mm. skin color doesn't determine if you white or black. Interesting take. People gotta, yeah, people got to get to that. Once you start understanding that, you got more black on black crime. Okay. You know, uh, um, you know, it's, it's just a way to think, man. It's, it's, it's just how we get caught up into thinking we black. So, like, when you think you black, you automatically think, like, you were born to be this way or it's wrong being black. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm black. This is a curse. You know, when you start breaking it down on black and white, but you know, and then you got people who think I'm better than you because I'm white. Mm. And you'd be like, yo, you know what? The, the crazy thing is because you think you better than me because you white, your soul is actually black. And because you're black and you don't know how to love, your soul is still black, but if because you're black and then you may know how to love and you know how to treat people and you know how to to walk forward and keep your chin up and poke your chest out and stand about what your people told you to stand for. Your aunt, your mother and father that died and left this earth, you still doing what they your grandparents who who struggled for it to make it happen for you still carrying on that legacy. Right. And you and you and you pro about it. You're proactive, and you're a pro about it. And man, you have a white. You could be black and have a white spirit. Like when it, when it shines in the daylight, it's white, right? Right. And at nighttime, it's black, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so when you break down Illuminati and you think illuminate, illuminate means to shine bright, right? Yes, it does. It don't have nothing to do with skin color. Hmm. But the Illuminati, uh, the Illuminati is. You saying Illuminati is like a like a like a shining bright light? So it's white energy. The Illuminati, the Illuminati, the Illuminati, to me, is a conglomerate of people who have certain information that's very valuable to us as a people, but they don't share it to us, and they'll take advantage of uh, they'll take advantage of you not knowing, and that's what makes them. Instead of being like, if you're gonna illuminate, illuminate. It's like a doctor who knows how to um, to uh, somebody got shot and they go to the doctor and the doctor knows how to to treat trauma. You know, people with gunshot wounds and he says he doesn't want to treat you because you don't have insurance. So are you going to use what God gifted you to do to only help me if I got insurance or are you going to just say God helped you help people and only thing you're going to do is help everybody who comes across your table? Well, most doctors Some ain't going to help you unless you got insurance. And that's what makes them wicked people. Mm, mm, they only want to help you if you got insurance. I may not have insurance. If you go to the hospital and you die, and they're going to be like, we ain't helping you because you ain't got insurance. To me, that's wrong. In America, they that will. Means, right. That means that they know how to do something to help you, but refuse to do it because you don't have money. Yeah. That's not the reason to illuminate. That's the whole wrong reason. That doctor, I have something against him spiritually, and I hope that everything comes back to them. For every person that they didn't help, I hope that it comes back to them in some kind of form to where they learn from it. That's in any walk in life. You think it's, I hate to ask this, but I, I kind of felt like you were referring to Diddy in a, in a portion of the, uh, what you said. <laughs> but uh, you, could. you think it's gone? You could throw him under the bus. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to ultimately, whatever he did in the dark, is going to ultimately, because I feel like he's trying to clean himself up a little bit with the whole PR stunt of giving back to publishing. So He looks nervous. He, he looks like he doesn't believe what he's saying. He looks like he's sweating. He looks like a liar. He don't feel those words. It's almost like somebody making him say something that he don't want to say. He don't even know how to, he don't know how to relate with those part of, of even under, that understanding ain't in him mm. to understand even how to say it and make it make sense and, and make it be heartfelt. Mm. He keep, oh, uh, well, 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 we're talking about a lot of companies that don't um, give black companies a chance. Okay. So you the 16th most richest black person in the world. Let us know about what companies or what black people you help. Other than you gave uh, uh, Jackson State a million dollars. Okay, fine. What have you done to help anybody? Especially those around you. I judge I judge a man by how happy those around you are. Right. So if you happy and everybody around you is miserable, that means part of them being miserable is just being with you. Mm. So what's your relationship with Diddy? What's like, are y'all on speaking terms? Have you talked to him since you came out and said what you said? Nope. And until the day when he really, you know, to me, I always think that only thing you got to do as a person, no matter what you do, God is a forgiving God. 
if you just say, I'm sorry for I have done wrong, you can be forgiven. Mm. But if you have too much pride to where you can't do that, then the battle ain't between me and Diddy. The battle is between Diddy and God. Mm. So when, when whenever that happens, he might come around and say, hey, you know what? I realize this is what I've been. Then that's the day that we are waiting for. Up is, until then, that's between him and God. Is he even religious? I feel Usually like, people like that think that they are their God. So he I calls would, himself love. If he calls himself love and he's not about love, what he's saying is he God. Mm. So that's where you think the whole love God thing is, is love. coming from. Yeah, God is love. God is love. Damn. Come on, man. No, let's not play with it. He called himself love. He called himself, he want to call himself bigger than Hover or, or, or Jay-Z. I want to be love. Oh. God is love. You want to be about that, man? You better be about it. I, I, I find it offensive because I'd be like, people who love don't do these kind of things. Right. And you said it earlier that it's the two most powerful things in the world is music and love. And now he's dropping so now the, you the love it. album. Now, so now you know who the director of music is now, right? Damn, okay. <laughs> so do he want to be God or do he want to be Lucifer? Or do he want to be both? Anybody who think they God is Lucifer. That's how Lucifer became Lucifer. Oh, <laughs> uh, because he thought he <laughs> was shining brighter Satan. than God. God damn, did it? Yeah. I'm trying to tell you, man. So when you got people that think they like that, I don't even have to apologize to people. I can just ignore people, shit on people, do this, take advantage of people. You'd be like, damn, man, you really feel you could do people like that and, and walk away in this world and still be somebody who want to talk about the ecosystem? He done got away with it for decades, though. He he like, you know, he like Mayweather when it come to rolling out them allegations and rumors about him and stuff. You know what I'm saying? He, he know how to keep himself clean. He only go as far as the people give him power to do. So really, we people give him... The, the power to go that far. We as people give him the energy and the power to do it. And people could say, you know what, Mark, you wrong for speaking. And you'd be like, how can you say that? When I, he said he's not speaking for just himself, he's speaking for the people. Mm. That's what he said in his speech. I speak for the people. He is not representing the people. He's not representing me. I'm not standing under his, uh, uh, his, his tutelage. Right. I don't understand him. I overstand him. Right. Damn. The difference. I'm a smart guy, bro. I, I just can sometimes, see that. I can see you know, that. Yeah, it's it's not even the music that that makes me me. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 what's in me that makes me me. It's when Puff met me. He didn't meet me. I wasn't looking for him. Trying to get signed to his label. Trying to do no business with him. When I met him, he wanted to do business with me. Right. So Damn, then we go into this publishing. Yeah, we did. When we talking about that, we talking about the ownership. Who owns this like ownership of souls? When you own somebody's soul, you kinda like own their publishing. Hmm. That's matter of fact, there's only one way to sell your soul is by selling your talent. How else can you sell your soul? You could sell your soul by giving your Morally stuff away. You can get your booty away. You sold yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So that. So it's only a few ways a person can sell they soul. It's all kind of rumors about about selling the booty too when you're talking about Diddy too. But I don't know if you want to get into all that. <laughs> but I, you know, obviously, obviously, some 
some sometimes people feel uncomfortable sharing with people because of the things that they went through in order to have. So you'd be like, you know, if I went and had to rob a store to get a hundred dollars, I don't, I wouldn't want to rob the store and come out and then you asking me for thirty. I'd be like, I ain't got it. Mm-hmm. Should I just rob the whole store for this hundred? Right. You know what I'm saying? Why, why would I turn around and give you thirty? Like you drove the car, you ain't even did nothing. Matter of fact, I feel like I told you too much. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's you. how people think, man. That's how it goes, man. You don't drop some but gems yeah. on them this on this on this pod, man. Man, I hope so, because I be wanting to make sure it all makes sense and that people can definitely walk away from this with some information other than thinking that I got time to sit here and hate on a grown man. I don't, I don't have nothing. He, he ain't even that. We talking about the spirit. Right. He just what his his latest actions just made it to where you couldn't you couldn't help but finally speak up on some of the him yeah, talking about the black people and we the blacks don't do this and they treat the blacks like this and we need to start standing together and we need to start helping one another all of that shit sound good coming from somebody else <laughs> not from him huh not from him he's the wrong my- spokesperson Get him off the stage. I think he, him, the same reason why Ciroc probably feeling the way they feel about him, the same way I was feeling about him when I heard him speak. We don't want him to be the spokesperson for this. Right. You know, words don't, they not intelligent enough. His eyes bucked up in his head like he can't believe what he's saying. Look like he's sweating. He look like a nigga going to jail when he up there speaking. I saw him talking on uh, Earn Your Leisure. And they was asking him. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw like a few clips or whatever. And they would ask him a question, and they would obviously they this aren't your leisure we talking about. So they trying to explain finance to the people, and they would ask him like a specific question about like how he got what, when, and how, and he would just kind of be kind of tap dancing around how he answered it and stuff, kind of like he didn't know what he was talking about, but how could he not know what he's talking about if he, you know, billionaire did he love? And stuff, but but, they, but they, they need to ask him, like, how do you make the most of your money? He's going to say through publishing, this ownership of publishing. What is publishing? Publishing is other people's works. Mm. Publishing is how God created other people to be talented, and then I stand in the way, and then I get a check for them being talented. And then I put them out into the world. Then I get the money. And then I leave those people that's talented sitting over there. I don't share the money with them. That's mm. publishing. That's Damn. publishing. I would, I would never want to be owning people's souls. I don't buy people's souls. When you buy somebody's publishing, you bought their soul. I'm telling you people got to understand what's going on, man. Wow. But That's, that's my that work. That's like- what I, 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 God helped me to be this person out there. Why the hell are you getting a check? I mean, that sounds like the music industry. I feel like that's why a lot of people, quote unquote, or so to speak, sell they sold to the music industry for, you know, a bigger platform. You know, this person got a track record of, you know, somebody signing with them and blowing them up because people want that, want that look. You know what I'm saying? When they don't yeah. really kind of know what, what they even doing at the time. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, that's that's how it happens. There's a lot of people who want it and don't really understand what they're asking for. It's a lot that comes along with fame. 
When did you come to this this realization, and when did you stop working with Diddy, and what did you do afterwards? Well, after after I worked with him, what I did was one, I realized that I have way more things to do in this world than than I, I'm not worried about what I do with him. I'm worried about what I do for myself. So when I realized that, that's when what I do is I um, I just worked harder on being me, you know, trying to figure out what I like to do. You know, what they say in life is no matter what you do, as long as you love what you're doing, it'll make money for you. Right. People spend too much time doing what they got to do opposed to spe- people spending time doing what they want to do. I think most people don't have, or at least think they yeah. don't have the luxury of doing what they want to do because they got to do what they got to do. Everybody get up in the morning sometimes and we all go to work. And if you ask everybody damn near who goes to work, do they want to go? They'll tell you no. Hell no. I do not be at work today. But they doing what they got to do. Got to get that money. Got to get the money, right? Mm-hmm. That's cold. That jobs are performed sometimes when you look at employment, they're only <laughs> designed for you to go 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 to work and come back tomorrow because you're going to need to keep coming back. Imagine if you went to work for one day and you made a million dollars, nobody would go back to work again. Hell nah. Why would they? Right. So the job is not designed for you to come and get a million dollars. It's designed to keep you coming back. Exactly. That's why you got to spend your time outside of your job. So you can one day leave that job or you got to just take the leap and do what you want to do until you can fend for yourself. Find out something that's creative about yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't got that in them, though. It's I feel like society is kind of set up for like some people to be workers or society wouldn't even work. And some people are meant to like live outside of that matrix and like benefit from the people who work it's sad sad reality but that's just how the cookie crumbles kind of yeah it does but you just know your objective and what your purpose may be is that though even though there's a lot of people who don't have because i have my 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 purpose is to you know i'll sit back and i'll listen and watch those who have a clue that be like, you know, somebody's real close to the to, to, to the winning part and you can see it. You'd be like, if they just walk over just a little bit to the right, they're gonna run right into it. Mm. It's right there. And then you be sitting there like, it's right there. But you can't cheat and be like, hey, it's to your right. Cause God would get mad at you. He'd be like, man, every person that I got on this kind of challenge is supposed to figure it out on their own. Right. You is not supposed to help nobody who's looking for me. Like, I'm God. I can help those people. I can help. We'd be like, right there, right there. You know what I'm saying? And so it ain't meant for everybody to get that. It's not meant for you to tell them, and it's not meant for them to learn it from you. It's meant for them to learn it from their walk. Mm. You know, if, if, man, a blind person can walk into a room, and because they're blind, they can feel energy. Right. Right? That's what it be seeming so like. It, That's what Stevie wanted to be doing. 
I'd be swearing. Yeah, so you don't sometimes. have to actually have eyes to see and believe. People only believe what they see. And they only believe what they see with their eyes. Right. You know what I'm saying? People don't believe in their heart. Now, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Have you ever seen your heart? No. Has it ever failed you? Nope. Not not yet. Have you ever thought about something with your mind real heavy? Yeah. And it yeah. didn't come true? Yeah. Has your mind ever failed you? Yeah, my mind done failed me a few times. <laughs> like, your heart never failed you, right? No, nah, not when I followed it like it was telling me to. But I don't, you know, people don't often we gotta follow their hearts. We got to learn to follow our heart more. The moral of that story is we got to learn to follow our hearts instead of following our minds. Our minds always lead us wrong. Our hearts never fail us. But you ain't don't nobody think- al- It ain't nobody living that I could sit and have a conversation with and be like, has your heart failed you? And with them still being there, that means it failed you and it came back, but it still ain't failed you because you're here. But if your your heart failed you, you would be dead. Mm. That's true. Mark Curry dropping facts on this motherfucker. But I gotta, yeah. I'm, hey, you, you say you live in Atlanta? Yeah, all day. I'm from Alabama, man, and I got I got a lot of family in Atlanta and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, how did I make it to Germany? How did I make it to Germany? Yeah. Well, I used to be in the military, man. I was in the military for like four years, but I was never stationed over here. But when I got out, like right before I got out, I met like a German woman online and stuff, and mm-hmm. she like came to visit me, and uh, I was pursuing uh, my music. When I got out and, um, you know, I had a little money left over from the military and I was running around shooting music videos, you know, putting a lot of money into like trying to make my, my shit pop. And like, you know, every, you know, how oversaturated shit is in America and I'm from Alabama and it wasn't really no industry and stuff. Although like, uh, Warren G is my cousin and I did link up with him, but that's a whole nother story and shit. But, um, yeah, I ran out of money real quick trying to you know run my shit and she was like you should come you should come to germany and try your music over here because you will be more of a commodity because it ain't it ain't so many people who like looked apart like you and got good music and you won't have Mm -hmm. to you won't have to sift through uh so many other people to get on and stuff and she she ended up being right about that so i came out here and stayed and i've been out here for like 13 14 years at this point uh, that's crazy you know I, I will say this brother for you to do that and still be a voice that we can use to be heard is very powerful man i i, I really appreciate you taking those steps because that makes us a better people bro hey i appreciate you saying that man oh it's raining and shit <laughs> Yeah, it's raining out here. I had to go to my work truck and grab some stuff off of the truck that I couldn't let get wet. You know, uh-huh. got a man in his tools. Yeah, yeah, I, That's yeah. one thing I always did, bro. Whenever I got money, I always bought tools. And that's the reason why I can be a carpenter, because I bought tools. Uh, you're a carpenter So now. many different ways to win. Yeah, I'm a carpenter. That's what I do. I build houses. Um, I build homes. Oh, okay. I you got my... I, 
That's your company. That's what you I talk to Puff about building homes, you know, Sean John edition of homes. That that didn't go as far as I could throw a fat woman. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw you said something about that when you was on the phone with him about the publishing, you was trying to sell it back to him. Or you yeah, was I was like, sending it back fast too. I'm like, as soon as he said it's yours, I was like, cool. Wanna buy it? <laughs> That's when I knew it wasn't worth nothing because he was like, nah, I'm straight. How you going to be straight on something you've been on? Come on, buy it back, please. Right. But that's dope please. that you found. <laughs> that's dope that you found something else that you could be just as passionate with. And like that. Yep, I found something else. And not only that, the other thing that I always recommend to people is love. And this, like you say, love moved you out to Germany and that you've been there 13 years just having somebody who believed in you. Mm -hmm. And when you have somebody believe in you, no matter if you fail or, or anything like that, a person that believes in you, that makes you keep going. Right. So during my rough times, I always had a girl that believed in me and that helped me be stronger. So I'm going to always give my hat. I'm going to take my hat off for my lady, um, Lady Wonder Woo for 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 being there for me and helping me and pushing me to to be more helping me establish my company you know all of that i, I think if I, if it wasn't for that i don't think i would have that but that's a beautiful thing man yeah i'm i'm not i'm not actually with that woman anymore we were married oh, man, for, for a few years but the one I'm I'm married again and I have two uh beautiful uh mixed German and black kids now and you know she pushes me to a whole another level. You know what wow, I'm saying? Wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. You wanna you wanna know something interesting and this now I don't wanna hold a long time. But I, I you know, let's say if it's a white person that's born in Africa. Right. <clears throat> if they come to the United States, guess what they are? White. They're African. If a if a white person is born in Africa and they come to America. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. They African. They African. Do you know how many black people would trip out if they would be like, "Where you from?" Say, "I'm African." They'd be like, "You're not African. You white." See, you don't have to be white or black to be African. That's true. I think it was a UFC fighter that was about to fight in the UFC when it was like three Afri like black um, African-American champions or something. Mm -hmm. And he was white. And he was like, I'm the only uh, Afri real African-American in, in the UFC. <laughs> and they was mad at him, but he was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is a thing. This is something that grow on people. You don't have to be a, a male to be a doctor. Right. Since every time we think a doctor, we think of a man. It could, a woman can be a doctor. Of course. We, need we don't to, think of it, bro. We need to let it, let go of all them racial labels and, you know, all that shit. But a lot of it is. Yeah, a lot of it is. It's, it's something we don't, we don't need to be in there. We don't need to be listening to somebody who say, you know, um, people are taking advantage of a certain ethnic of people an ethnicity, uh, eth you know that word, ethnicity. of people. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And we, they talking about people taking advantage of this group of people, and then you done took advantage of that whole side of town. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I preach on my show, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of black people kind of inadvertently have like this victim mentality to where they done bought into everything we've been told for so long about being black and how you can't do this. And You still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. This joint just did some weird stuff. Okay. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Yeah, I feel like a lot of black people done bought into like the whole trope about you can't do this and you can't do that because you're black because you're going to be held back and all type of shit. And, you know, I guess on a certain level that it is certain hurdles that black people have that other people may not have. But if you really want to do something, it's not really nothing stopping you in this day and age. I mean, look at me, man. I'm. I'm from po- I'm from a, a, a little small town in Five Points, Alabama that ain't even on the map. Grew up there. It was like the population was less than 200 people. Grew up on a farm. My city ain't even got a gas station or a stoplight. You know what I'm saying? My parents, my parents' parents were sharecroppers. My mom was one of the first women to be integrated into like black schools in Alabama and shit. And me. Little old me, I'm all the way over here in Germany, done travel the world, touring with my music, you know what I'm saying? Reach millions of people with just just my words now. Own land in another country and got kids and own a two story a two story house over here. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't tell me. Congratulations. That sound that sound like that sound like you a rapper. Yeah, I got I'm a rapper. Yeah. Yeah, you the rapper, man. We want to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, you I just said that to say, like, I just, I just said that to say, like, you, you ain't, it ain't nothing that you can't do that you don't, don't put your mind and your, and your heart to. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say your, but I'm gonna say your heart. But it you know, yeah. But you remember, unrealistic expectations is something that we as people have to deal with. And then also as black people, you know, this is black people and not just black, but, you know, black, um, the F, the culture of black people, mm-hmm. not, not black people like wicked people. But it's we got to stop thinking that just because like if they release an iPhone 16, who you think going to be first in line to go get it to say they got it? Oh, the black folk. And then when they get the phone, they're going to turn it, they're going to call somebody and it's going to be the same phone call they would have made from any other phone. Right. Oh yeah, same with. Uh, we feel like we are so different because we got that iPhone 16, the iPhone 17. We got to stop going for that and stop finding ourselves in ownership of things. We want to own a car and then feel like we're different because we have this car. Uh-huh. We want to have a purse and feel like we're different because we have this purse. Or we want to own a watch and feel like we're different because we have this watch. That does not determine or make you who you are. And as black people, we have to realize that so we can stop buying stuff that, you know, when they sell stuff, they already marketed to us so because they know we're going to buy it. So then we don't have no money because we keep buying stuff and making people richer. That's true. That's facts. Stop, stop buying. Stop buying sometimes and slow down. If you got a phone and you can make a phone call on it, it don't matter if it's an iPhone or Android a cricket, a flip, it don't matter as long as the call gets made. And you shouldn't be on phone on the phone talking to somebody longer than a couple of seconds. Conversation only take two minutes. I'm here. I'm downstairs. 
it's there like that. Exactly. We get on the phone and talk. Me, I'm a texter. Tell me, get to the point. You know what I'm saying? Text, tell me what yeah. you're trying to tell me. I'm going to tell you what I'm trying to tell you. I might send you a voice note. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, get to the, get Ima- to the imagine, point. Imagine you going to a restaurant and you see a black couple in there. And they're in the restaurant. And both him and her are on the phone. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, y'all on the phone probably taking pictures of I'm here and this and all of this. Y'all not even spending time with each other, talking to each other. Y'all just on the phone. Yeah. You see that all the time, and you'd be like, damn, what happened to the when we come downstairs, we got to leave our phones in the car? Remember when your parents used to do that? Yeah. Leave that there. Leave that. Nobody bring none of that down to the table. Or oh, the dinner table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel you like you're right. That. that is a part of black culture, like wasting and getting like the, the newest luxury item, the new J's. I seen a video the other day. It's like a new trend. I can't remember where. Maybe it's in Florida, Miami, or something. I might might be mistaken of where it's happening. Might be Atlanta. But it was a whole bunch of dudes in the club, and they were just pouring out liquor, like the most expensive liquor bottles they had in the club. They was having like a liquor pour out competition to see. Yeah, they do that. A bottle, a bottle. It's called like a a, a bottle war. Yeah. So we'll, we you will be in stupid, a, yeah, we, some we of the stupidest shit I ever seen. Huh. That's some of the stupidest shit I ever seen. It's the stupidest shit in the world. But you know what? You got to also say this. You're going to go to the club, buy a 500 bottle of champagne and drink it, and then go to the bathroom and piss and then leave. <laughs> Pissing your money away. Pissing your money away. You're just going to piss it out and then leave. I'm not. Do you be like, after some time you wake up, you be like, you know, uh, even with money, you'd be like, yo, I'm throwing money away. You'd be like, yo, every hundred dollars, you got to come to a realization. You'd be like, in order to have a hundred, you're going to need 10, 10 tens. You're going to need um, 25s, hundred mm-hmm. ones. And you really don't have a a hundred dollars if you only got 15 fives. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have a hundred dollars if you only got nine tens. Right. It's just understanding the value of money and and then how it's made and how you spend it. You can't spend money as fast as you make it. You know, what I'm saying if you go do. to work and you work eight hours to make a hundred and twenty dollars, why would you make a hundred and twenty dollars for and you go to work for a day then turn around and go take somebody out to eat for a hundred and twenty dollars? It means you just worked the whole day just to take somebody out to eat, and they may not even like you. Yeah, but I'm not. I wouldn't do it. But to, in today's culture, in today's world, you know, tricking is cool. It's cool to spend with you ain't goddamn pressed the shit, and she might not even let you smash. Yeah, you might not, but you know, you got to make sure she appreciates sandwiches. That's why you got to start <laughs> off with them asking them weird questions like, "Hey, babe, what's up? You like roast beef?" She'd be like, "Yeah," because you know. I make a hell of a roast beef sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta throw it out there. Go right ahead and there. gear her up for that like for that sandwich, sandwich later on. Huh? Yeah, you gotta prep it up. You gotta do the overplay for the underplay. You know what I'm saying? People don't know that, but that's just the way the world that's just the way I think. I think totally different than the average person, bro. I can see that's that, that's man. what I think. I, I, that's what I think about me. If you, if, if as soon as somebody say something, this, and if you listen to the average person, every time they say something, either it's a lie or something they ain't think about. Mm. That's probably true. 
True. The truth. It's more people who talk to you about, I'll get off of this and be like, yeah, I was just doing an interview in Germany. And make and people will really think like, yo, Curry, you out there in Germany? And I'll leave them at that. Instead <laughs> of telling the truth, nah, my man out there got a show out there in Germany. He put me on the show, so I know I'm going to be speaking in front of a few people. So I do feel like I'm there, but I actually didn't go. Mm-hmm. But most people ain't going ain't gonna to say that, that second part. You know, they're just going to let them run with, Oh, that nigga flew out to Germany. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. People love exaggerating just, stories or, or leaving them vague for people's imagination yeah. to run wild. Yeah, it makes you think. It makes makes people think different. You know what I'm saying? People people make people think they rich. They even do that just by driving. You know how many people be driving around in cars, no insurance, mm. no ain't paid the. They they got this thing out here where they go to the to the to the to the rent a car place and get a car and then never take the car back and then put rims on it and all of that. They think the car really is. Wow. I be wondering like how is it so much money in Atlanta that everybody got some insane luxury car? But last time I was home, that was a little bit after the PPP thing. So I guess a lot of people bossed up and bought cars and shit i know so many people who got that pp black people my cousins my kin folks who got that ppp loan and i, I would write them and i'll be like oh because you could you know when they got the ppp loan you could look it up and see who got it like in your area and stuff yeah. and i looked it up I got, say what i got me I but got you, me one. you you own a business though you probably got it and did the right I'm, thing given when it's when it's say forgiven that's when you know well, you got a loan, but it's forgiven. I mean, they're not coming after you for the money that they gave you. But when you look at somebody PPP and it's not forgiven and it might say ongoing, yeah, they had some trouble. That's what I'm saying. And a lot of my kinfolk that did that shit, they don't own no business. And I would write them and be like, hey, I know you own a business. How you get the PPP loan? They'd be like, oh, man, I'm about to. <laughs> how you get the PPP loan? Yeah, like, oh, man, I'm about, to, I'm about to start a carpet cleaning business or something like that. I'm like, man, you going yeah, to jail. Long, that's like yeah, that's like robbing mean, a bank. Mean, that's like robbing a bank and leaving your ID on the table while you're walking out because they got all your information. That's something else, man. I tell you, that's what it is. It's like walking, doing a a, a bank robbery on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> but people want to look yeah. rich so bad, though. They like fuck it. Yeah, you got a lot of them. So you got a lot of them. Then. Those is people who turned into the main hit. They was like, they the ones who do hip hop now. They the ones who riding around with the diamonds and the cars and all of this. So then all the girls was caught up in that. You know how many nail salon was started throughout the United States of America behind PPP <laughs> and and beauty supply stores and stuff. Yep. Yeah, and beauty supply stores and all that. All of that, man. They was they was starting up all kind of lawn services, um, everything. Niggas thought they gonna go buy a zero. Hmm, I keep having them. Uh, just what it was, but I did mine right. I did what I had to do, you know. Yeah, but, as long as you did hey, it right. Mhm. I did what I had to do. Yeah, but I ain't trying to hold you, know? you up for too much for the whole day. Yeah. I know you probably got got stuff to do. Yeah, we got to do this again, though, because you're in Germany. I like it. so. And this was more than just talking about publishing and talking about Puff. It was really more talking about life, me. And I liked it. 
I liked having this kind of interview. So if there's any other time that we have the opportunity to do it again, I am I'm, I'm I would really greatly appreciate it. I would definitely appreciate it too, man. I appreciate you for doing this one. I would say um next time because I got a lot of family in Atlanta, man. And uh, last time I was there, I interviewed one of my rapper cousins in that in Atlanta, and I would love to pull up on you in Atlanta next time I'm at home and do it do it in person, man. I bring all my gear. We can do yeah. it. Do it nice. Yes. Can Can I ask you a question? Can I send you a new song that I'm working on that I'm going to release? I'm going to release a, a, a couple of songs on September 15th. Okay. Hell yeah, you can send it to me. You know, that's the day that Puff is releasing his oh, album. Oh, that's when he's dropping the app. <laughs> so I'm going to release So look, I'm going to send you a couple of songs. I want you to see if you can get them to these DJs if you can and help me build that that little Germany buzz up or not little, that big Germany buzz that I'm sure you could possibly do. I, I just want to, I just want to put some good music out there right now. Hey man, I'm going to shoot you my email after this. Send them over. I definitely got okay, all I'll the DJ plugs out here. Yeah. I'm going to send them to you and then tell them, man, that I need all the support. I do interviews with them. I talk to them, I, whatever it is that we need to do to make it, make it make a whole bunch of sense. I'm into it. Can like now that you own, I mean, can you still perform like your old hits? Like, can you? Yeah, can I you? Can, bro. Who gonna call me for the Super Bowl to do the Bad Boy for Life without Puff and without Rob? Nah, I ain't talking about. Uh, I'm talking about Germany, man. Germany loves old school music, and I know these dudes. They do this thing called Old But Gold out here. They be they they just brought out Cassidy and. Like a whole bunch of like they bring out, you know what I'm saying? Older mm -hmm. artists who got who got a few hit songs and they give them a whole concert. It be club looks and like festival looks and stuff. But if you, I'm just saying, if you're Once interested in this, that, I put this new album out there. I definitely come out there because then I have a, a a new album of songs I could come out and do a whole a whole album of music. So definitely would look lo love to do that. Once I have that platform together, but as far as coming out there doing a couple of verses here without Puff and then here without Rob, that's one thing about Rob. When when Rob died, I lost a whole side of my music. So mm. there's no longer, you know, I don't have that opportunity to do Bad Boy for Life or perform on those stages with him. So I just got to create new content and then um, hopefully I can get there. And I and I really want to get there because I love to come out there and experience that Germany life. All right, man. Well, like I said, send it to me, and you always welcome to pull up on me, bro. All right. I swear, if I ever my passport get right and I got that extra change, I'm coming out there, man, because I'm gonna come out there and personally go to Glock. I want to go to see what Glock is doing, how they make them guns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to come out there to the M16 plant. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, it's out here. It was one question yeah. I wanted to ask you before we get off. It got totally not much to do with what we was talking about just then, but because I was rewatching that um <clears throat> that uh Bad Boys for Life music video earlier, and uh, mm -hmm. it reminded me of that that funny scene with uh Ben Affleck. Um, you remember that? Who came up with that yeah. part? Did you did you like have anything with the video production or anything like that? No, I didn't. But but I could tell you this much, 
You ain't noticed that my whole verse, the only thing they gave me was a one scene on the bike. They didn't give me nothing else but just sit on the bike and rap. And then through my whole verse, it was Shaquille O'Neal. It was just, it was just every other uh, uh, cameo was on my verse. Oh, I I noticed that. I was like, why he only rapping on the bike? Because they, they, they didn't want me. When people used to tell Puff that I was the hottest person on the song, he used to get mad. So he was doing whatever he could, even in the, interrupting my my verse to put Ben Stiller on there to say, hey, Puff Daddy, whatever. And then I come in, it ain't shit changed. And then after that, it went to Cameo, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, and then Snoop Dogg, and then him performing in the garage with Fuzz Bubble, all of this. My verse got drowned. My mother was totally pissed off. Wow. She was totally upset about it. And that's what she, she didn't like Puff after that. She was like, why, did, why he got all of those people doing all of this stuff on your verse? And the reason why he was doing that was to make people not pay attention to me. Wow. I've been hot. I'm going to see this new music. Let the music speak for itself. If the music is whack, send it back. I got you, but you just kind of blew my mind because I definitely noticed. And you, you feel like that's why people didn't, didn't really associate you with the song as much as Diddy? He separated me right on off from there. Like he, 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 and then a lot of times when we would go do shows like on TV or something like that, they'll cut my verse off. Mm. They'll cut my verse. Like if it was on MTV and then they was doing MTV, they'll play at Black Rob and, and Puff and then they'll cut my verse off. Yeah, that's how they usually do the last verse. You'd be you'd be glad you'd be um lucky if they play the second verse, especially in, in the club and stuff yeah. like that. They would cut me off on the regular. But that was a hot <laughs> ass verse. That was a hot ass verse though. It wasn't it didn't deserve to be the be last heard. if that was everybody was expecting me to drop an album after that and now they was expecting to hear more from me. And he was so mad. He was so jealous of me, man. Just jealous of me that he would not, he did not want to let me have that opportunity. Damn, he wanted to keep you on the back burner and just have you writing for him and shit. Writing songs, just writing songs. Just keep on writing, boy. Yeah, okay, cool. Write this book. Damn. So I want everybody in Germany to go to go Google, you know, um, Mark Curry book, Dancing with the Devil, How a Puff Burnt the Bad Boys of Hip Hop. It's on Amazon. Grab a book, um, grab an ebook. I'm going to have music out. And when you hear the music, please support it because I want to get to Germany for real. I want to come to Germany just for a piece of German chocolate cake. And I heard they don't even sell that there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just chocolate cake here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to come there for some German chocolate cake. But for sure, man, <laughs> we'd definitely love to have you out here. And as far as that book, can you give them the title one more time? Because you kind of broke up a little bit. It's Dancing with the Devil, How Puff Burnt the Bad Boys of Hip Hop. All right. I'm going to put that. Just Google that, and it's on Amazon. Or Mark Curry Book. Just do Mark Curry Book, and you're going to see it, too. All right. I'm going to put the link in the uh, description section on, on YouTube so everybody could just scroll down and check that out. But other than that, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate the gems that you dropped. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Hopefully, we see you out here soon. And I'm going to pull up on you in Atlanta when I come out there, too. All right, bet. I'm looking forward to that. And let's stay, let's stay in communication. We, we friends now, bro. For sure, bro. I feel the same. All right, man. Thank y'all. All right.
Peace.